This is KYW News Radio in depth. I'm Matt Leon. As we continue to deal with a COVID 19 pandemic that is showing no signs of slowing down and in many cases is accelerating, the Association of American Medical Colleges is calling for a coordinated national testing strategy to try and help get us out of this mess. Now, we had the chance to speak with Dr. Atul Grover. He is the AAMC Research and Action Institute Executive Director. We talk about the state of COVID testing right now and what the AAMC wants to see going forward. Give a listen. So as we continue in this pandemic, we are several months in. How would you rate the state of COVID-19 testing in the U.S. right now? Oh, I think uh, if I had to give testing a grade, it'd be somewhere around a C minus. Not quite a failure, but nothing you want to write home to mom about. What are the biggest problems? So the biggest problem right now when it comes to testing uh, is just the availability of the tests themselves and the pieces of the tests to be able to get them in the hands of laboratories around the country. So we should be doing somewhere close to 9 million tests per day. We're doing about one-ninth of that. And to put this in greater perspective, over the last seven or eight months, the duration of the pandemic, we've done just over 110 million tests. And that's about how many tests we should now be doing every two weeks. So we're nowhere near where we need to be. What is the AAMC calling for with regards to testing? Well, the first thing that we need is leadership, and that needs to come at a federal level, uh, complete with collection of data so that we actually know where we are. I think the states are doing uh, a decent job at trying to collect this, and there are private entities across the country that are trying to report. If you look at groups like Johns Hopkins that you know, have created these dashboards, um, they're really stepping in in places where the federal government hasn't. But the federal government needs to be reporting on a regular basis, daily if possible, exactly where we are in terms of our current level of testing, where we need to be, and what they're going to do to get us there. So we essentially need public reporting in a dashboard format where we can tell where the supply chains are limited, what the federal government through the DPA or or otherwise is doing to ensure those supplies get to the places that they're needed, and exactly how we're going to get to the targets and what that target might need to be for different states as we move forward. I myself haven't been tested, and you hear so much about different types of tests. Would we be best served to have decided on this is the test we're going to use and flood the zone with them, or are there benefits to having different types of testing? I think there's benefits to having different companies uh, provide the same type of test. And really, we're talking about, you know, a couple of categories here. And if you go to AAMC.org slash COVID roadmap, you'll find all the information related to COVID, including a guide to those tests, which hopefully uh, we've tried to make as, as clear as possible. But the testing can be broken down for most of us into two categories, diagnostic testing, which basically will tell us for people who have symptoms or have been exposed, hey, do you have COVID or not? These are generally the most sensitive tests, but may take a day or so to come back. And then we have screening tests, which really are what we need to have in place across the country in far greater numbers 
really about 8 million of those a day out of the 9 million. So 8 million screening tests a day, 800,000 to a million diagnostic tests a day. Those screening tests are generally much more rapid in terms of getting a response, about 15 minutes, but they're not as sensitive, meaning they're not going to pick up 100% of all the infections out there, but that's okay. We shouldn't be relying on testing alone as a means to control the virus and its spread. I think 1600 Pennsylvania learned that the hard way. You can't just rely on testing alone. So the challenge is how do you get those tests out to as many people as possible, even though you know that in most cases, they're about 90% sensitive, meaning that it's going to miss about one out of 10 people. But if we had those more available throughout the population, we could learn to, to really mitigate that risk. But that's what we need, about 8 million of those a day. And so let's, let's, step back and put this in perspective as well. When a politician says, I'm excited, I've got a company coming out with 150 million tests, great. What are you gonna do the two weeks after that? Because that's what we need for the next two weeks. And we just haven't heard that from the federal government. Once again, this is kind of a fundamental question that I don't know that we've ever gotten a straightforward answer to. Who and when should you get tested? When, because I feel like as you live through this, you find yourself in so many situations where you're asking yourself, well, was I in danger there? Well, this person knew this person. Give us some, some clear guidance here when you should get tested. Certainly, you want to be tested if you have any symptoms. CDC lists those symptoms, uh, everything from fevers and coughs to diarrhea, pretty much range of things. But also, if you've been uh, around anybody that uh, potentially has had the virus, and CDC just changed their definition, I think appropriately so, with more information about who meets that category. And where it used to be that if we were around somebody for 15 minutes in close proximity uh, at a time, then we would want to go out and get tested if we found out later that, that they were infected. Right now, the CDC is saying, I think this makes great sense, if you had 15 minutes of cumulative exposure in a day, right, so I'm coming in and out of a classroom, say, you want to get tested because that itself is probably a significant exposure. But the real key here is you want to make sure there's enough tests available to screen everybody who thinks that they might have been exposed or thinks they're going to be in a situation where they don't want to expose grandma or their immunocompromised neighbor down the street who needs help. So what we've done is try to break out into uh, some categories exactly how many tests are necessary. But to do, and these things vary depending upon what your goals are. If your goal is to have everybody stay at home, you don't need as many tests, right? If you're going to lock down, but we don't want to do that. We want to send kids to school. We want to make sure our nursing homes are safe and safely staffed. We want to make sure that my colleagues in healthcare centers across the country um, are able to test people who come in and get admitted to that hospital so that they don't put staff members and other patients at risk and we take the necessary precautions. And again, you know, that that level of testing right now, if you wanted to test everybody in K through 12 systems safely, students, staff, faculty, as well as in nursing homes and just people who are getting admitted to the hospital or there for surgery, that alone would require 8 million screening tests a day. And we are far, far from that. And just overall here, I hear a lot of people really concerned about the next few months as everybody's going to go inside, colder temperatures, holiday gatherings. How worried are you, people in your circle, about what we could be facing, given where we are right now, heading into the winter months? I'm scared. 
Um, I, I think we're all very, very nervous. But the good news is that that risk can be mitigated by our own personal behavior. And, and you and I have talked about this before. We've all got to focus on wearing a mask pretty much all the time if you're around anybody you don't live with, inside or outside, two years of age or older. No side effects except it's annoying. I get that. Wash your hands frequently and make sure that you watch your distance from people. That's what we can do as individuals. I think the government needs to help. It was completely reasonable to say, we're gonna let the private sector try and figure out how to get as many of these tests out as possible from as many companies as possible. We have failed. We have failed that test. And so it's really time for the federal government with public and private partnerships with states and other localities to step in and ensure that we can get these things out where we need them. If we can do all that, if we do what we can as individuals, if the government takes a leadership role and helps us procure and supply those testing materials around the country, I believe that we can do this safely. Now, at the same time, I would tell you at Thanksgiving, Skip the big meal, skip the indoor stuff, go see people if you can outside with masks. Um, but unfortunately, we're not at a point where we can hug each other, uh, which makes me incredibly sad. That's it for this episode of KYW News Radio In Depth. You can listen and subscribe to the podcast on the radio.com app or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Matt Leon, and we'll have another episode out soon.